I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tuesday on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere, Tuesday on The CW. Tuesday at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington's CW. Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and today I'm joined by... Marcus Hurley. Okay, so, yeah, I went on a bit about good omens. Well, well, Marcus, you went on a bit about good omens when we heard about it being made, and I went on about it a bit when I went to South by Southwest and saw all the preview stuff for it. And now... we're going to go on I've about it some all. more. <laughs> yeah, like... I've seen it all. Uh, I watched it all at the weekend. Uh, uh, watched the first one with John and Ash because we yeah. saw a lot of it got, on yeah. holiday and stuff, so we had to do that. Um, but yeah, this is a six-part adaptation by Neil Gaiman himself um, because we've said it before, he wouldn't trust it to anyone else no. to do it. Uh, and there's but, a last request to Sir Terry Pratchett. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I wonder what you think of it, Marcus, as someone who's read the book. Um, let me see. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> is, is it is it very close to the book? It's so there. Are, I couldn't remember all of it, but then the moment I saw some bits coming up, I literally was like, "Holy shit, that's the bit that's in the book!" And it was reminding me, and that doesn't happen often. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's very, very close. In fact, the tone of it is almost spot on. It is, it literally is a mash between Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman Gaiman, and Terry Pratchett's brain. You can feel it in there. Um, if I was being, not necessarily doing it a disservice, but if I was being very overviewy about it, I would describe it as sort of slightly Doug Naylor, Hitchhikey, and Dirk Gently sort of yeah. style um, yeah it's got that kind of weird a- quirky, uh, narration yeah but the book uh, is like that and the way yeah. that the book talks because that's kind of like Terry Pratchett is like that he's very narrative and Neil Gaiman's very narrative but from the dark side yeah. it literally is like yeah it, it feels like both of them in there which is amazing um, for them to have pulled this off and I, I thought that it it was done so well. Cool, yeah. So I, it's it's. No, so I can't quite remember if it's exactly the same as the book, because um, often whenever they work on stuff like this, there are some loose ends that they don't quite finish off in a book. Um, so I don't know whether, but I think I think I might have to reread the book now. Um, but I think it does tie up the same way that it does in the show. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, basically. Um... To be brief about the, the setup, uh, David Tennant plays uh, Crowley. Crowley, who's a demon, and Michael Sheen plays Aziraphale, who is an angel, uh, and they are basically tasked with uh, finding the Antichrist. And are they supposed? Oh, I almost get confused. Are they are they supposed to cause the end of the world or save the um, world? 
I think, well, I think before that, it's more they've been friends over the well, millennia. Um, well, actually, since the dawn of Eden. Um, and they both get tasked with making sure that Armageddon happens. Right. Um, so I think the demon's supposed to find him and nurture him to ensure that he does this. And the angel's supposed to nurture him to ensure that events happen because both sides want the war to come and to see who wins. Yeah, and so... Uh, and Yeah, but they... The Antichrist gets basically misplaced. <laughs> yeah. There's like a switch. Yeah, and so it's he's... fantastically explained, isn't it? The free card trick, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know... It's it's all it's just so weird and quirky. <laughs> I kind of just let the whole thing wash over me, and I'm not even sure what happened at the end. <laughs> oh, the end was fantastic. Um, I mean, anyway, I remember, we'll, 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 we'll yeah, go, yeah, we won't the free, spoil that. But the free card trick is basically um, you've got the chattering nuns of whatever. They're basically a satanic nun cult. Yeah, and um, and the, the idea is that there is a, an American diplomat who is going to have a baby boy born and the plan is to swap the baby boy for the Antichrist so that he could grow up and have access to the American weapons and be close to the president. Which, oh, funny enough, right. is how the Omen goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I hadn't realised like that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they, they basically sort of hijacked yeah. the, the Omen. And effed it up. <laughs> yeah, because basically. Yeah. this random couple end up going to the nunnery who are also in labour who also have a baby boy and it basically yeah imagine like a free card switch and there's basically Chinese whispers and mistakes and they don't know which one's which and basically the wrong people end up with the wrong kids yeah yeah it's really high concept I'd say probably almost to a fault um, and I, I just kind of got uh, so taken up uh, taken away with just the aesthetic of it all yeah. and stuff that I just had a really good time. I might watch it again. It's only six episodes. Yeah. It's, it's not six, even six hours long, isn't it? Cause each yeah, one's about not even hour. that really, no. not even that I, I smashed for it. So like yeah. the rest of it on, I watched, yeah, one on Friday, one on Saturday and the rest of it on Sunday. I've, I've so, got to say the dynamic between David Tennant and Martin Sheen is yeah. fantastic. Oh, amazing. They play those characters perfectly. Tennant is on form as always. Um, he's like he embodies everything demonic it's like his car it's like a 1920s bentley and it's constantly pumping out queen songs yeah <laughs> and, yeah um, and he is just like the epitome when you see it's an episode without i don't want to spoil it because it's just dropped but there's an episode which shows more of their friendship and he is just going through all of the really like fashionable ele- fashionable elements of the time he's very you know when they've the renaissance period he's there when there's the whole bit when they meet shakespeare he's got this massive tufty goatee it's like it's like the fashion of the time but taken to a demonic extreme in some way <laughs> yeah it's the it's the uh yeah i think that was the bit i was more taken with was all the um all the references to stuff that we know yeah and their subversion of it yeah um, there that, are some great really lines bit. that you could miss, like um, the invention of certain things and stuff and why, and you kind of go, oh, Demon invented that. And it's like, okay, it's like, it makes sense. It is, yeah. I would say the closest thing, it, it is close to sort of Dirk Gently in that sense. Yeah, in that yeah. There is a plot, 
but it is peculiar and you meet all of these strange peculiar people um i just like how the angels are really off like they're in human bodies but there's like something weird about all of them one of them is always there with like his mouth slightly agape like he hasn't quite figured out how to shut it yeah <laughs> just constantly like goldfish kind of gawping like just staring a bit and john john ham as gabriel he is just full american senator sort of grinny and douchey <laughs> it's just yeah, apparently his role is much expanded yes. from the book. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, so that's Good Omens, and it's yeah. all on uh, Amazon now to be streamed. Definitely worth a watch. I'm so glad it got made, and I I tip my hat to Neil Gaiman. I think persevering with getting that done is amazing. I've just watched a catch-up on American Gods, and I'm due to watch the second season, probably starting this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard it gets better because uh, initially it wasn't uh, I quite the enjoyed edition. the first one it was a bit weird a bit like not as exciting but I yeah, think I, I think the book was like that anyway Good Omens yeah. was always the more batshit one and American Gods was a bit sort of more subtle um, so yeah, yeah I'm looking both, forward to that they're both pretty highbrow uh, <laughs> stuff um, yeah I'm going to try and get to it soon but I'm not really in any hurry let me know when you do though and I'll, do. I'll try and catch up on it so we can chat about it on here um, so uh, yeah uh, Good Omens was uh, apparently co-funded by the BBC mm-hmm. uh, so we'll segue completely smoothly over to the iPlayer uh, um, and yeah I've been uh, you've been catching up on a bit of Line of Duty haven't you did you uh, get through I much did. of that I did I can't remember if I saw the beginning, the whole of the first season or not. I got up to the part where he goes to the woman's house and the thing happens. The thing happens. Um, the throat thing. Oh bloody hell! Right, so you. Oh right, so you're um, on season one. Yeah, I I stopped then because I I was kind of enjoying it a little bit, but I found myself quickly being distracted watching it. Um, yes. So I yeah. don't know. So I moved on to other things. I may go back to it, but it's it's one of those things where if I'm not giving it my full attention, I'm quickly kind of I've left the room. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I've I've not been giving it my full attention either. It's I I I started watching it because I wanted to find out what all the fuss was about, and everyone said that the new season of it was particularly good. Mm. Um, each season is six like episodes. Season five or something, isn't it? Or something. Yeah, yeah there's the first four on Netflix, uh, and they're all on iPlayer if you have access to that. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to see what all the fuss was about. So I can't, I've kind of just gone, I've, I've done the first four seasons basically, just because just I've, I've found it quite easy to watch. I've had it on whilst I've been doing other things. And the thing is, honestly, it got to the point. Uh, where I was watching it and I think I had to I was just coming in from the gym and I'd been watching it on the bus and so I put my phone in my pocket and I realized I was dicking around at home and I'd just been listening to it for the last (laughs) sort of half an hour and because some of it is so much like oh there's this bit of evidence and you were there and and they explain this plot so many times to, to each other that I mean, it's a personal gripe of mine uh, that telling and not showing. Um, 
and and just wasting airtime by just explaining the same shit over and over again. Um, so yeah, and a lot of the the epi- a lot of the show, they are just sat in an interrogation room, which always begins with that irritating noise of their tape recorder that before they do their interview. It sounds uh, it sounds like some. I think it. I don't know whether it sounded like either my phone was going off or something. It was like some sort of beep or something, isn't it? It's some. It's like a car alarm or something. Yeah, it's so irritating. But anyway, that must be some. <laughs> there must be a reason for that, I guess. Um, that it's definitely not anything being recorded or something. Um, so anyway, but they they take place around this table with people accusing each other of doing things and quite often whoever's being interrogated will then have have some sort of counter argument and try and incriminate their accusers and it's almost like watching the apprentice you know like with all this finger pointing and 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 ridiculous like oh it's it's pretty crap i in my honest opinion um and uh you know you know because sometimes I think for the benefit of this podcast, I do watch, like, hate watch things because I want to know, like, you know, not everything can be good. And and I feel like I need to sometimes, uh, you know, uh, sort of reset myself or, yeah. or just give myself uh, an idea of what, what is actually good and what isn't. So I thought I'll, I'll persevere with this and I'll, and I'll, and I'll see what's going on. Uh, to be fair, it does have like some recurring plot elements between seasons. It does seem like there's a grand conspiracy going on. Yeah. It seems to be like, you know, that's quite rewarding, I suppose, as you go through it. But each series definitely does kind of focus in on one corrupt officer. Yeah, to basically explain it, uh, it's AC12 is like the, is like the anti, affairs. it's anti-corruption. Yeah. Uh, unit basically within the police and these are the cops that basically you know who watches the watchman it's like the cops that like basically take down the cops that are taking advantage yeah, like like uh, the uh, american internal affairs division yeah, bent, sort of, bent, yeah. cop, bent coppers <laughs> as it is over here uh so yeah um but i have to say the main guy who plays the character called steve arnott is as wooden as can be uh, I really struggle with him. I've heard in his defence, the guy has a very thick Scottish accent. And so when he's reaming off all this dialogue, apparently, you know, and it, and it sounds a bit like he is reaming it off. Uh, I think it's because he's struggling with the uh, the Cockney accent that, he's, that he has in the show. But even so, like, that's no excuse. Just get a fucking Cockney to do it. <laughs> but yeah, so I really wasn't enamoured with him. Uh, to be fair, each uh, each season has a guest star or someone of pretty reasonable calibre uh, playing like the the main person who's being investigated. First season's got Lenny James in it, um, and then season two's got the girl from who ended up being in the Bodyguard, uh, which is written by the same guy, uh, Jed Mercurio. Um, so yeah, that's quite good. Uh, the bodyguard. I, f- I preferred that to this, to be honest. But I think that was part of my curiosity in checking out Line of Duty because this is like where he came from. Um, and I still might watch uh, season five, the latest one. But I just found it very run of the mill. 
I don't really get on with uh, like the procedural stuff, to be honest. I'm like, no, 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 whatever. I don't really care about the details. None of that really <laughs> interests me. I just want to know, like, if there's a big conspiracy going on, who's the big bad then? And yeah. So. Yeah, I could kind of, I mean, to, to be honest, I could, I was kind of with some of it. It did pull me in, like, finding out more and more from the first season. Um, yeah. But then I suddenly found myself a bit like there were big moments, I think, during some of the episodes where half of the episode I looked over and me and Suze were both watching it. And I realised we were both on our phones, which we don't yeah. necessarily do. But you just start, I was fiddling and just randomly looked. And the fact that my attention was taken away from it and it was just became background. But then it didn't yeah. impact on what I was, and it, I felt really bad. I was like, okay, no, 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 I've got to see what's going on. But it didn't seem to make a difference. No. I've been cooking my dinner with this on. I've been, uh, you know, uh, doing a bit of ironing. I, I, I've I, had it on, like, on my phone in a little corner of the screen yeah. while I've been playing Hearthstone. You know, it, it, re- it really doesn't demand that much of your attention. However, you know, it, it, it does offer up a fair bit of action occasionally. There's, uh, I think there's a bit of a formula to the first few seasons where something pretty shocking tends to happen early on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, each season, they don't blur into one for me. There's definitely, like, a, a very specific story to each one. Um, and and it's, it's, it's not bad, you know, it, but that's all I can really say. It's, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, let's move it's a on. Nice, yeah, it's a nice lazy Sunday night show. There, which there are other on. things we've seen which are actually better. Um, yeah. I've yeah. got a couple which I've not added to the list. but um, Okay, go on then. There's one I'd seen called, it came out in April on Netflix, and it was called Chambers. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. I uh, I think JC actually texted me asking if I'd seen this. It's, it's got good. U- <laughs> it's, got U- it's got Uma Thurman yeah, in it, hasn't it? It has, surprisingly. Um yeah, once again, Netflix showing that they can get Hollywood actors and actresses or actors um, to be in their stuff. What's it about then? It's the summary is um, a teenage girl has a heart attack whilst um, I think basically during the throes of going to have sex with her boyfriend for the first time, and she basically wow. has to have a heart transplant to survive, which is the trigger point to a bunch of very strange and increasingly supernatural occurrences. Ooh. It gets weirder. Um, I will not spoil it, but I will just say that it very much becomes a occult fiction, horror, psychological sort of horror sort of thing. And it's definitely worth a watch. I don't know if I've seen anything do this, um yeah it was pretty it was pretty standard horror but then it did its own thing um and i would i would agree with jc it's definitely worth a watch i can't really say more about it because what happens it's just giving it away and it's one of those things where you need to see it it's definitely worth a watch and it's creepy and there's like a mystery to solve it's kind of like in the same vein of um the eye if you've ever seen that film where the person gets an eye transplant and they start seeing a whole load of things and they try to solve the mystery of what happened. 
Oh, is it like haunting by... Uh, by... Um, anatomy. Impl- by, yeah. Haunting by anatomy. But... Right. Yeah. No, I can't say nothing. <laughs> you need to see this. It's definitely worth a watch. Okay. It's, um, how many episodes is it? It's... I think it's... I think it's quite short. I know. There's ten episodes. Um, okay. What, they like an hour? I think so. I, re- I reckon it probably is. It's like, yeah, it's like Yeah, I that think they're probably about an hour long. 40 odd minutes to an hour. Um, okay. But yeah, it's definitely good. And there's some really clever storytelling elements as well, sort of. Yeah, I, I can't really give it away. Um, I think it's one of the ones where we'll, we'll touch base on it again when you've seen it and we'll probably go through it. But definitely, I'd say, add it to your watch list. Cool. Okay, uh, on my, uh, on, I, on, huh. also on Netflix, I watched a thing called Dead to Me. Uh, yeah. Have you seen any I've of this? I've not seen it. I've seen the trailer, so I know roughly what it's about. I think Sue started watching it as well. Um, yeah. So I know the rough premise of it, I think. Yeah, woman um, gets, uh, woman's husband uh, is in a hit and run, dies in a hit and run. Uh, so she goes to a grief counselling session. A woman at the grief counselling session befriends her and um, it turns out, well, in the first episode, she's got a bit of a secret and it's pretty good. It's got, um, uh, God, need to print. it's got Christina Applegate in it, Linda Cardellini, who uh, most recently was in Bloodline and also J- James Marsden. Uh, plays her kind of ex-boyfriend, on-off kind of boyfriend. Um, she's got her own grief that she's dealing with, and the t- the two women form quite a good uh, friendship. However, there's something dark. There's a secret underneath it all that's you know just gonna come out maybe. And um, yeah, it it kind of goes to some interesting places. There are, the episodes are only half an hour, and there's ten of them, so it's really easy to get through. It's just been renewed for a second season. Oh, brilliant! Wow! And uh, yeah, and and the way they left it, uh, it managed to resolve itself in in such a way that um, I can see it escalating quite nicely in a sort of Breaking Bad type way. Um, so yeah, my sister started watching it and actually did the whole thing uh, before. Uh, I could actually finish it, which made a change. So, yeah, thanks to her for recommending this to me, or I probably wouldn't have bothered. But, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so that's good. The other thing on Netflix uh, that I re- that I finished was the final season of Easy, which is an anthology show that follows uh, various different people all around the Chicago area. Uh, there's often quite a bit of hardcore sex in it, uh, because it's all kind of about love and relationships and stuff. Uh, but yeah, we check in with them all again. And it's really quite uh, excellent the way that this show manages to serialise uh, these stories that are just maybe one or two episodes in a season, mm-hmm. uh, from season to season. So when you check in with them, you're like, oh yeah, I remember what this these people are up to. There's, what, there's a story, I think I've talked about it before, there's a story that's about two brothers that run a brewery. Uh, there's yeah. another couple that are exper- uh, experimenting with an open relationship and having like uh, go- going dating other people while they hold their 
marriage together and their family, which is quite interesting. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a really cool exploration of that. Mark Maron uh, plays like this kind of misanthrope uh, comic artist who uh, I think in previous episodes was drawing these comics about relationships that he'd had in the past. Um, and now it happened, and in this latest season, it, he kind of gets a taste of his own medicine. So that's quite fun. But I mean, it's almost, sometimes I wonder if it's slightly improvised because, uh, it seems very natural the way that it's all acted. And, uh, yeah, again, like they're only half an hour episodes, so yeah. easy, easy to get through. Uh, but yeah, that's easy. And, uh, all three seasons of that are on Netflix to stream right now. Nice. So I'd recommend that. You seen anything else? Yeah, um, actually on, I believe, Amazon or... No, possibly Now TV. So I think it was either Amazon or Now TV. Let me double check. But in the meantime, um, yeah, no... If you I, tell me what it is, I'll probably be able to exactly. tell you. I've been watching um, the latest Nathan Fillion series, The Rookie. Oh, I think okay. it was recommended to me by Ian, formerly of this podcast parish. Um, and i got to say, it's pretty good. It's um, not Firefly, though, is it? Yeah, Firefly guy. Um, he is a... The premise is he is a uh, mid-40s-year-old um, person who has just gone through a divorce and his construction company has folded over and he enrolled as a rookie in the LAPD police force. Wow. So he is a beat cop. So dealing with the whole... And it's it's interesting because you get to see a lot of the stuff that they have to deal with. So normally all of these sort of police shows, they're always detectives Hot or shots. sergeants or anything else. Um, kind of like, it's the opposite of Castle. It's not. It's got some odd funny bits, but it's definitely a lot grittier, definitely a hell of a lot more violent. Um, there are some crazy gunfights and it's just dealing with, and it, it did make me think, why the hell did he become a rookie in the LAPD because that's the one that if ever a film needs to show like batshit rogue cops going after drug cartels it's always in LA yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. why the hell would you sign up and it doesn't disappoint it's crazy and I'm thinking if this is the kind of thing they have to deal with there is I won't give it away but there is a something happens and it's a good way of dealing with it and it's just it's just the whole thing of him having to overcome everyone saying that you're basically either too old or you've been a civilian too long in your life um, to be able to reprogram and become a cop. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole seeing good in people and stuff that you get through living through life. Whereas when you're a policeman, you need to see the good and bad in everyone and be able to think more like a criminal and see that everyone is a potential suspect in a way. Um, but no, it's it's really well done. I think it's definitely one of those random series I'm glad I remembered to watch because it's basically what took me away from Line of Duty. Oh, okay. Um, so I, after watching two episodes, one episode of this, I was happy. Two episodes in, I wasn't going back. And we just watched the, first, the whole of the, I think all of the first season. Um, and yeah, I think there's more, there's more coming. Cause I've seen him put on Facebook that they just wrapped up. Like a couple of months back, but um, but yeah, I, I imagine there's more coming. Yeah, season two's uh, happening. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, it's a nice, it's a nice cop show, I would say. Cool. 
All right. Uh, yeah, I think that must be on Now TV because I can't see it on Amazon at the moment. Yeah, no, probably, yeah. Um, but what is on Amazon is Fleabag, although I saw uh. it on iPlayer. Uh, Fleabag Season 2 recently came out and was met with lots of praise. I thought it was, I mean, these these are like 25-minute episodes. There's normally six of them. You can probably do a season in, an, in, an, in a night, like not too difficultly. Um, so, yeah, um, stars Phoebe Waller-Bridge as the as Fleabag. Don't think you actually find out what her name is. Um, but in the second series, she's trying to get in the pants of a hot priest. And... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah. I saw one or two episodes of it, actually. It seemed quite interesting. I need to probably watch more of it. Oh, it's really sharply written. Uh, It's quite shocking, uh, some of the scenes. I mean, in the first episode of season two, she's in the toilet, and it looks like she's been punched in the face. Oh, wow. So, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. Uh, There's some class lines of dialogue. Um and yeah yeah it's definitely worth checking out uh yeah so that's Fleabag on iPlayer and Amazon um I also saw the second season of Cobra Kai I think I might have briefly mentioned yeah, that on I a need previous to see episode that. yeah it's pretty good I think they're doing another one awesome. uh, yeah um and this one in this one we get the uh the head honcho of uh the in the original Karate Kid the original uh coach of the uh, of the Cobra Kai dojo, uh, he's now back in town. I'm trying to find his fucking name. Oh, John Kreese, that's it. He, well, that's the actor. Uh, well, yeah, no, Johnny, John Kreese. John Kreese <laughs> is the uh, is the uh, character, the uh, the the original boss of Cobra Kai. He shows up at the end of season one. So, oh, it, the guy with the ponytail. Uh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. He had a long, he had a long black ponytail in the original films. Yeah, and he was uh, he was the one that got Daniel Russo to join Cobra Kai and was like punching pads until his hands were bleeding, and he was just like hiding around a corner, just laughing. <laughs> well, he was Johnny Lawrence's sensei. Yes, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because he said "sweep the leg" or something. That's, yeah. that's the line, isn't it? Sweep the leg, something like that. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, Cobra Kai again is the sort of uh, reboot or uh, legacy sequel to uh, oh god, the Karate that phrase. Kid. It comes yeah. back. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, it is happening more and more. Um, so yeah, if something doesn't do so well for like a follow-up reboot, does that mean it doesn't have a legacy sequel to stand on? <laughs> oh, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Boom, boom. Sorry, indeed. that was a terrible phrase, but that's a terrible phrase anyway, so it deserves a terrible pun. It anyway. is. It <laughs> deserves it. But yeah. No, Cobra Kai Season 2 is pretty decent. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, it's probably not quite... I think that the joke might be getting a bit thin, but by mm. introducing the John Kreese character, it gives uh, Johnny Lawrence something yeah. else to chew on. But um, yeah. To be honest, uh, the first series made me want to go and rewatch the films again. Yeah. Just to give me a way back in. To, if I get to experience more of that world, I can't see any problem with it. Oh, no. I think well, YouTube have made it free this season, haven't they, or something? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was the news uh, that you can watch it free with ads. 
as well as them saying that they're going to bring in a new season out. So yeah. I think you can watch it all now. Yeah. Um, I'll have you'll have to confirm that because I I have the premium. So I don't know. I still I still think the premium's worth having just to get rid of all the ads. Uh, yeah, I wasn't intending I, to keep it, but I have. Um, yeah, it's really it's difficult to go back. Actually, I, the thought of having to suffer ads again really uh, really does put me off. I'm just I'm just going into a. Yep, yeah, well, no, yep. Yeah, you can watch it for free. I've oh, just cool. gone in incognito mode. I'm not signed in. Holy shit! Oh, boss. okay. <laughs> there you go. God damn. So, okay. So you can get involved. Cool. But then you said you've got it already, so well, you yeah. Can watch it but just you know, for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. So that's Cobra Kai. And that's on uh, YouTube. Uh, just quickly skipping back to Netflix. Uh, se- second season of the OA. I watched this ages ago, hmm. but my God, that has got one of the most audacious endings I have ever seen on any film or TV show ever. Um, that blew my mind, and I can't wait to find out if they're doing more. I don't think if they, I don't think we know yet if they are or not. Okay, um, but um, I think Sue's watched that. But I yeah, I, I, I think she might have to catch the new one. Um, I think I've just been hogging most of the TV. <laughs> yeah, no, I think she's up to date with it because uh, I had a conversation with her uh, down the okay. club. Cool. Yeah, no, they haven't announced any more, but they, they, this is a show that comes out like, takes them a couple of years or two or three years to do yeah. a season. So, uh, But apparently they've got a really good idea for season three. Depends whether they actually get to do that or not. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty much all I've got, really. Um, unless you've got something I think that's kind of that I mean I'm trying to think what else I've been watching um <coughs> oh to be honest it's just been cinema and those shows to be honest that's it you've been um, down the cinema so much you haven't had time to watch yeah. telly it's crazy what the but hell's then, going oh, on but then I think I think to be honest um Game of Thrones has kind of uh just sucked all of the uh counter programming yeah. out of the out of the room really it's it really has been the whole conversation. And I've really noticed this, actually, because there are so many things starting this week. Um, like, it's it's insane, the amount of things that are starting. If I... One sec. So we've got uh, new Black Mirror tomorrow. Also, new season of Happy. Uh, there's this thing called Chernobyl on uh, Now TV that everyone's banging on about. It's like this retelling of the... The, the meltdown uh, season two of Killing Eve starts on Saturday that's oh, all Jesus. being it that's won't all end being, that's all being dropped on uh, iPlayer all at once now that it's finished in the States uh, week after that we've got Jessica Jones uh, what we do in the shadows is on iPlayer oh, yes yeah, uh, so sec- you showed me that the other day yeah sec- second season of Dark the week after oh my god um, Handmaid's Tale also starts this weekend uh, and then in and then July fourth is Stranger Things season three, so I feel like they've just been waiting for uh, Game of Thrones to be over and just that was eat. it. We've started watching Handmaid's Tale. Oh, what the first series? Yeah, we hadn't seen it. Um, well, uh, very welcome, bizarre. Welcome <laughs> to the fun. Welcome to the fun house. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't look at black vans the same way now. No. <laughs> it's a happy, cheerful show. It's 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 full it's just, of joy. 
Yeah. I, I like the way that the unicorns tear down existing churches <laughs> and beat That's everyone right, yeah. into submission. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. It is yeah. the exact opposite of the Charlie the Unicorn Candy Mountain internet meme. You know, yeah, any kind it, of joy and weirdness from that. This is the opposite. It's just oppression and bleakness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I've heard is very, very good that I'm going to be catching up on very soon. I've watched the pilot the first episode of a show called Barry, okay. which is about um, a hitman who basically is getting a bit, um, he's getting a bit uh, disillusioned with his choices in life and ends up getting into amateur dramatics. So gets, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he basically moves to LA and he's been, he gets, he's got to kill this guy for this Russian mob, but ends up, uh, his mark is, uh, has has like an acting class and so wh- wow. while he's tailing him he kind of gets a bit sucked into it and the acting coach is played by um the Fonz Henry Winkler no way yeah and it's Bill Hader who is the main ca- character and this show has it they've just done two seasons of it they're half an hour episodes uh eight episodes a season and they've just wrapped up season two and everyone is r- raving about this uh like it's the new Breaking Bad or something so uh yeah. I think um sounding similarly, I'm looking forward to Happy Season two. Yeah, I thought, I think it, I think that show's okay. I'm not I, really I in really any enjoyed, hurry to see it. I, I really kind of enjoyed the first one. I thought it was just weird and off key and it just went brutal and weird, just completely flipped the switch. It I don't know, something about it just kinda of tickled me in the right way and I I really found myself enjoying it. Just whatever kind of batshit storyline it was going along with. I can't even remember what the story was. I just know that I enjoyed it. I just think it 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 was straddling the line of like grittiness and silliness. <laughs> and it slipped over into silliness a bit too far to the end for me. Where I just didn't really I didn't really think there were any stakes, you know? Okay. I just it just went it just wrapped up a bit nicely and I think even though it was quite brutal in places, it yeah. just, I think, it, I think there was just too much of it. Maybe. I don't know, but I thought it was okay. I've watched it all, but it didn't, it's not something that I held up that high, but I'll, I'll watch the second series. I'm surprised that there, there is a second series. To yeah. Be honest. I don't, yeah. Me I too. Don't, I, I thought it was just, I thought it was done. Yeah. I thought it was a one and done the way it, it, just, it, it just he reconnected felt... with his family and that was it. Yeah, that's it. It's, it felt like a complete arc to me. So yeah. I don't, I don't understand what the season, second season is. Um, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, there's is one it, thing it, I've seen it? sort of on the internet. Um, Stargate Origins. I know that's something that Susan might be interested in. Right. Um, she's been a big Stargate fan. Um, she got massively into them. I didn't know that was a thing, so I might have to tell her about that. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Just trying to find out. First like, episode air date was fourteenth of February. Final episode was March. Wow, that's yeah. weird. How short is this? Ten episodes. Okay, that's cool. very odd. Yeah, it looks like a a very yeah. very mini series, ten part. Okay, uh, I have no idea. Anyway. Okay, since we're now just Googling stuff, I think it's yeah, time to end. I think so. <laughs> yeah, all right then. That uh, me. <laughs> so, yeah, so check in on what we think of Barry and the second season of Happy. Yeah, I'll let you know else. what I think of um, Dark Phoenix 
and Brightburn watch this yeah. space. Um, yeah, and I think I'll let you know what I think of uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters on a second viewing. And a, and a third viewing? <laughs> um, no, there won't be a third viewing. <laughs> Dude, third what do you take me for? IMAX this, 3D, this quite possibly, 4DX viewing. This quite, I'm tempted to do 4DX, I really am. Are they doing it? Yeah, apparently it exists somewhere. So it might be at the Basildon one. Oh, uh, right, okay. I didn't see it at Basildon, um, which I probably should have done. But Yeah, anyway. Uh, I think by the time we do another one, uh, Spider-Man, we will be talking about. Oh, and so Yeah, and Midsummer as well, if I can... I am if so my good. wallet can stretch that far. There are far. too many films. And The Lion King. Will The Lion King be out? Christ. Um... Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about The Lion King. I've not. That's not really on my list, to be honest. But if you're <laughs> going to go... Yeah, I have to see what how the uh, zeitgeist is, what the hype is like. I might not be able to resist. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. geez, there's cool. too many films. Who would have thought I'd be doing this? Become yeah. a cinema monkey. <laughs> That's it. Well, you've got a platform to uh, voice your opinion with it and stuff. No matter how misguided and biased it may be. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Not Watching Podcast, part of the Not Listening Podcast Network, where you can also find the Not Playing Podcast, where we talk about video games, and the Not Listening Podcast, where you can hear Adam and co. talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense. You can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk, And if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, bye! It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. 